All right. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while ending the future of the American dream. Are you tired of this? At what point are you done giving to these companies that do not care about you? At some point, we have to fight back. And that's why I love my people over at Public Square. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to simply buy children's clothing, find new athletic clothing that knows what a woman actually is, shop for clean skin care, or find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as a consumer or business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. All right, and without further ado today, we have a very special guest, a man that I have been listening to his sermons for a very long time, but especially recently, and I'm very interested to have a conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Mark Driscoll is here. Pastor Mark, how are you? Doing good, buddy. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I, I have been following you for a very long time, your sermons for a very long time, and I especially love this new approach, well, not new, but this this very direct approach that you've been on for about the past year or so now. And you've got your new book, um, New Days, Old Demons, that have come out. We'll get to the Amazon debacle and everything that happened there with you and stuff. But I just want to pick your brain. You know, uh, you know, New Days, Old Demons, right? So we're talking about things that the church, especially the new church in America today, seems to want to kind of just gloss over and glance over. And we have such this watered down version of Christianity today that people don't yep. really want to address the real issues in our society, in our world, in our culture, which is evil. That is what we are dealing with in our culture today. You have decided to, in my opinion, do it the right way and attack this head on what led to you being such a leader in the forefront of calling this what it is? This isn't politics. This isn't social culture of, you know, uh, just rebellion or whatever. No, this is this is demonic, evil things that are going on in our society right now. What led you down this road to go this way? Um, well, I think politically and socially and culturally, the nation is really torn. Where are you going to go right or are you going to go left? And as Christians, we don't think left, right. We think north, south. Right. For us, at the end of the day, when all is said and done, if you believe the storyline of the Bible, that there's only two cultures 
in the end, hell and heaven, that's it. Yep. So we live in the middle today and every day we make decisions. Are we pulling hell up or are we inviting heaven down? And the culture we live in has chosen literally to pull the culture of hell up. It's a culture of lying. It's a culture of death. It's a culture of brokenness. It's a culture of dependency. Uh, it's a non-binary, sexually progressive, confused, um, you know, genitalia mutilating, child, you know, assaulting culture. And as a Christian, you've got to get out of the left and right, and you've got to get to the north and south. And so for us, it's like, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is the culture of heaven? And in the church, should we not be advocating for uh, God's people being a countercultural kingdom and a little outpost of heaven where we live heaven down? We do not live hell up. And to me, that's the big issue. And I think most Christians sense that. And even on the left and right, um, they're missing the big solution, and that is until Jesus is Lord and the Holy Spirit comes down, the feces and fan just continue to interface. That's the way that it is. Is your cell phone in desperate need of a replacement? You know the sign, short battery life, so you have to charge it every freaking second. Crack screen that gives you glass splinters. Maybe it's time you put that old phone to rest and upgrade to a new 5G Samsung Galaxy from Pure Talk for free. Get a free 5G Samsung Galaxy with two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, and ultra-strong Gorilla Glass when you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, text, and 15-gig data plan for just 35 bucks a month. Plus, it comes with a mobile hotspot. Listen, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you are simply paying too much. Get all the data you could ever need for half the price of the big carriers on America's most dependable 5G network. Go to puretalk.com and use the promo code GRAM for your free, super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy when you switch to Pure Talk. Again, visit puretalk.com and use the promo code GRAM and make the switch to my cell phone company today. That's puretalk.com, promo code GRAM. Yeah, so one, I, I agree completely. I a little bit about my past two years. So you know, obviously, I, I've gained this platform that I have through politics and talking about society and culture. But it was always through a biblical worldview, right? I, I mean, yep. it's just my upbringing and things. But but I wasn't, I wasn't just just flamboyantly adamant about it. Like I am a Christian. This is evil. We are fighting against this. So two years ago, I decided to run for Congress. And, and, and I always like to say, you know, I know, you know, Charlie and everybody, like, I always like to say that I knew about 50% behind the door, behind the veil that was the evil of, you know, politics and the, the, you know, things like that. And then when I decided to run, I, I think the door opened like 8% more and I saw 58%, but that 8% yeah. was such a dark, evil, horrific thing that when obviously I'm not a congressman, uh, President Trump and asked me to step aside and it was what it was. But when I got out of there, I couldn't unsee what I had seen. I can't un unknow what I know and, and I can't unhear what I've heard. I can't unsee what I've seen. And yep. it led me down this road where I was just like, okay, God, you know, what is it you're wanting me to do? Because I can't do just that anymore. Like I can't do just that because that's a lie. That's not really going to work. And, and, and honestly, I, I can't just go work at a church 
because I don't agree <laughs> with 98% of the way that churches are doing it these days. We saw the cowardice during COVID. We've seen uh, the acceptance of churches with the LGBTQ community. And, and now uh, I heard John Cooper, a good friend of mine from Skillet, on his show the other day, he's talking about the rot of Christian worship, where now Christian artists are using perverse and 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 uh, obscene language in their worship songs. Now, um, I, I can't do that. So, 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 what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to do that? And it's led me on this journey of rediscovering people like yourself, and and it's led me down this journey of kind of into this taboo subject, even within Christianity, which is, which is crazy to me. And, and that's with demons and evil and things like that. And, and I really want to deep dive into that with you for a moment, um, is this belief that Christians believe in God, right? As Christians, we believe yep. that there is a, a supreme God and, and, and he is ruler over all. And, and we believe in angels and we believe in God, but then People don't believe that there can be demons, and people don't believe that there can be demonic influence, and people don't believe that there can be um, straight-up demonic possession in some people, and people don't believe that, 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 that demonic spirits are real today, and the majority of these people are Christians. And it's it, yeah. it, it, to me, that's the insane part, and so uh, I'm curious— your thoughts about this. Why is the church so defiant against this? And why are Christians the ones that seem to attack it the most? So yeah, a recent Associated Press poll said that seven in 10 Americans believe in angels. So most people are still spiritual, yep. but they don't believe in demons. And even the DSM, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Health Disorders on how to treat you know, mental health uh, issues, it mentions your soul zero times. Mm. So the world that we live in, it only believes in the physical and material. And if it does believe in the spiritual, it only believes in God and angels. It knows nothing of Satan and demons. And so where I go in New Days Old Demons, I was preaching through First and Second Kings on the story of Elijah. Mm -hmm. right. And what I realized was, if you see the same thing happening in different days with different governments and different leaders, and the storyline there is it's God versus government, if the people are changing, the cultures and times are changing, but the issues are not, then the causation may be spiritual. And so that's where I say new days, old demons. So like in the days of Elijah, you've got Ahab and Jezebel. There's three yep. primary characters. Jezebel is this seductive, controlling, transgender, perverted spirit. All of the ancient artwork depicting her is very pornographic. Those who serve her are castrated eunuchs. They are literally drag queens and transgender. That's exactly Jezebelian spirit. And then Ahab is passive. He is cowardly. He does mm. not lead. He cannot make a decision. And so what happens is when you the Ahab and, and Jezebel spirits work together, and if and then Jesus says uh, a few thousand years later, he says uh, a thousand years later, he says to the church in uh, Thyatira in Revelation, you tolerate that woman Jezebel. So the same spirit, the Jezebel spirit is working even after the days of Elijah. Well, you think about it in our day. Do we have a government that is passive and Ahab? It won't protect the southern border. It won't make decisions. It won't rein in the budget. It won't, you know, secure or support the military. It will not support police officers and rule of law. Yes, we have 
Ahab running the government, and if you tolerate, they will dominate. So now we have the Jezebel spirit running the southern border with sex trafficking and drug trafficking. We have the Jezebel spirit seducing online, perverting an entire generation, genital mutilating children, castrating men. It's the same things. And so then against it all is Elijah, and he shows up, and he is a prophet of God. He brings yeah. down fire from heaven, and he's a man's man and an alpha. He's like Rip meets the alone winner is Elijah, and uh, and he is the guy who stands against it all. And so what we're dealing with today is you're looking at a, a resurgence of these ancient demonic forces. And even in ancient Israel, they would sacrifice their children to Moloch and Chemosh right. as child sacrifice. That's and it was cool. government sanctioned abortion. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, this is all the same garbage. And so for me, the Bible is timeless. So it's always timely. And I teach my people, our people, not to just look at the Bible, but to look through it and to interpret what's going on in our world through God's word. And once you do that, everything goes to high def clarity, black and white becomes color. And you're like, oh, now I see what's going on. And that's where even people will say on the progressive left, like you can't even define wokeism. Well, because it's more of a personality than a philosophy. It's a spirit that's at work in the world. And what happens in the days of Elijah, those demonic spirits are trying to replace God and rule and reign over education. They close the schools, over the churches. They literally close the churches. Uh, They overtake government, economics, entertainment, sexuality, family, it is trying to replace God with government. And, 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 and even in the days of Elijah, they closed down the church in the nation of Israel a few years ago. I think it was the Jezebel spirit that closed down the church, not just in Israel, but for the first time in world history, the entire planet closed the church for Easter, and we were dominated by a spirit of fear rather than a spirit of faith. And that spirit of fear got into churches, and once you get that spirit of fear in, it's hard to get Mm -hmm. it out. So right now, many, if not most, churches, especially evangelical, they're soft woke. And hard woke, they'll fly the rainbow flag and the BLM flag and honor pronouns, and and they've just come out of Satan's closet. But those who are soft evangelical, they will tell you what they're for. They will not tell you what they're against. So it's like, I'm for marriage. Well, who should get married? Well, that's a political issue. That's a biblical issue. Well, I'm for life and human flourishing. Well, where are you at on abortion and rule of law? And, you know, closed borders. Well, you know, I don't want to get in trouble or make controversy. And so the soft woke pastors are the most deceptive because they are just freaking cowards at their core. And they're ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And usually they've got some soft woke or woke government that's over them in the local church or in the denomination. They don't have freedom. And as a result, most pulpits are pathetic instead of prophetic. And honestly, I'm just freaking sick of it and I can't handle it anymore. So I decided that I would just pull out my cancel culture card that I earned about a decade ago, go into zombie mode, say whatever the frick I want. And then you can just pound sand or send an email. We've got a team standing by ready to delete your email as our ministry. (laughs) Well, that's where I'm at. No, no, no. I, I, I love it because there, there, I believe that we're in a time where righteous anger is necessary. Um, I tell people, if you're all, not pissed, you're not paying attention. Exactly. I tell everybody, you know, I was in the army for 12 years and, and I, you know, I, I've had the privilege of, of going and, you know, uh, speaking to, uh, you know, Christian leaders like yourself, uh, and things. And, and the main conversation I have is 
the church as a whole, the, the Christian church, and I realize that we've got different denominations and all the above, but but let's just let's just for a moment, for the sake of an argument, just say the Christian church, we agree that this is the good news of the gospel of Christianity, Christ, or God is all sovereign, all powerful. Jesus was born of a virgin Mary, uh, lived a sinless life, uh, crucified for our sins, raised on the third day, uh, um, uh, the, the Holy Spirit fell at Pentecost. If we can agree on the certain tenets of Christianity, right? Let's just, yeah. just for a minute, for an argument's sake. I believe that we are in a time where, from a military perspective, we're not in maritime peace peacekeeping operations these days. Right no. now, we are losing the battle. Christians are losing the battle. Less people believe in God, period, today than they ever and have. Less people are going to church, and less people are taking their faith seriously, and... Yeah, I mean, absolutely. All the statistics are down into the left. Everything is down into the left. All right, we are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the U.S. dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRIC's nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, are expected to announce the launch of a new international super currency fully backed by gold or other commodities. This is part of their long-term plan to supplant the U.S. and the dollar as cornerstones of the global financial system. How can you protect your IRA, your 401k, or your savings from the fallout from this landmark announcement? You can diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which, if you're not paying any attention, is right now. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. Get a free information kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by the physical precious metals is right for you. It's super simple. Free knowledge is vital knowledge. All you got to do is text the word GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 right now. There is a monumental shift happening among the nations that control one-third of the world's GDP, and it kicks off on August 22nd. Ladies and gentlemen, this is only going to get worse. Please, please think about your families. Arm yourself with the information to protect your retirement savings. Text the word GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to the number 989898 and claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. Again, that's GRAHAM to 989898 right now. Yeah. So my question is, what is the line between, because this is what people get with me all the time is um, I'm judgmental. I am stirring the pot. I am starting conflict. I am, uh, you know, I'm supposed to be meek and I'm supposed to be loving of everyone and, and all of the above. And, and my, my, my response to that is probably not the best one. Like I said, I'm not, a, I'm not a pastor. I don't have the temperament for that type of thing. You know, my thing is, if I love you, I, I have no problems making you upset with me. <laughs> like, like, like if I really love somebody, I'm going to tell you the truth. Whether that makes you mad at me or not, because I love you so much that I do not care if you are upset because I see what's going on. What is the line that Christians, where is the difference between righteous anger, and this is what we should be going after and we should be attacking this, versus the whole turn the, <clears throat> turn the other cheek thing, you know, and, you know, Jesus hung out with sinners and, and, and all of the above. Where's the line there? 
Well, the Bible says that the gospel is offensive. I mean, it just says it. And so people are like, oh my gosh, you triggered me. You're like, well, that's what the gospel does, yeah. you know? And it says that you're the problem, not the solution, that you're a sinner, that you need a savior, and that if you do what you want, you will be kindling forever and you need God to save you from yourself. For the average person who thinks that self-esteem is the highest outcome of humanity, that's offensive, but it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul says real clear, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And yeah. Paul spends time in prison and starts riots. Back to Elijah. The dude has a bounty on his head, yeah. and he is a man's man and a dude of dudes. Prophets were Calls not liked fire. people in the Bible. They were not liked people he at all. He called down fire from heaven, and then he slaughtered the prophets of Baal. I mean, imagine today if, you know, any Christian influencer, you know, slit the throats of 400 apostates yeah. live on YouTube. I mean, you know, that's what Elijah did. And, and so this is like the... Some of the Bible is not the safe for the whole family verse of the day. Yeah. Doesn't quite fit into a veggie tale and would make a very troubling flannel graph in the basement of the Baptist church. And so to me, if we're going to teach the Bible, let's teach the whole thing. John the baptizer comes in the spirit and power of Elijah. Jesus comes in the spirit and power of Elijah. He's so much like Elijah, they think he is Elijah. So, you know, I just, I'm just at the point where, if we're going to quote a few verses, let's not overlook the dark ones that yeah. make it uncomfortable in our homeschool co-op. Let's just go full throttle with the entire word of God from beginning to end. Then you've got the prophets who are, whoa, they're calling down curses. You got the book of Revelation, which looks like a cage metal death fight on Halloween with knives. I mean, the, the Bible from beginning to end, I've been teaching through books of the Bible for about 30 years. Mm -hmm. And I try not to skip verses and I try to deal with it all. And I just think that the average Christian is biblically illiterate. And what they're getting fed from the pulpit is literally just baby food. And as yeah. a result, they're not very strong. Feel we good, uh, feel good nuggets, some people would call it. Like, well, yeah. it's like self-help. Like, I'll be honest with you. Self is my problem. I need God help. Yeah. And I don't need to just feel better. I need to get better. And so, you know, if you really love people, you don't want to apologize for things that God says because those things are good for those people. But even like the Elijah series, and right now I'm in Jude, and the, th the theme of Jude is contend for the faith that was once for all delivered unto the saints, Jude 3. It's a military word where a uh, high-ranking commander gives uh, a field order to a soldier to go to battle and war, you know, and our war is not against flesh and blood, but powers, principalities, and spirits. Yep. Take every thought captive. That's a military term of taking a prisoner of war to Christ. Jesus says, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. You know, I mean, you don't have to look far in the Bible to realize there are guys who, they don't pick the fight. And here's the big idea for Christians. We shouldn't be picking the fights but we shouldn't be losing the fights. Yeah. And if they bring the fight to your family, if they bring the fight to your church, if they bring the fight to your school, if they bring the fight to your local school board, feel free to have the fight. And if you love God, don't lose the fight. We're yeah. not bullies looking for fights, but in the same way, if somebody knocks on the door of your house and has ill intent for your family, it's a very bad day to be them. Yeah. No, no, I agree 100%. Uh, I think that Christians, Christianity, the church, the big C church, uh, you know, the Christians that are walking out of the Sunday service, I think we've been seceding ground for so long. Uh, Jordan Peterson, uh, I don't agree with everything Jordan Peterson says. I don't agree with, you know, every take he has on Christianity. He's a very intellectual guy, but he has a statement that I do agree with very much that when you secede just a little bit of ground, 
And then you go into this uh, passive aggressive, as you called it, um, uh, spirit. You, you you secede a little more, and then a little more, and then a little more, and a little more. And then the next thing you know, you're 15 miles away from where you even started in the first place, and then you don't even know what you stand for anymore. So I agree. I, I don't think that Christians should be out there with pitchforks, like knocking on people's houses. But at the same way, like we know what truth is. We know what the absolute truth is. And we should not be backing down and surrendering any ground in any way. And if that leads to a conflict, it leads to a conflict. We didn't start it, but we know who actually ends it, and it's God, and it's the Word of God in the Bible. So why do we have so many crypt? Let me say, let me say a personal thing. I I went to NRB this past year. First year I've ever been invited. Never been invited ever before. Been too divisive, too this, too that. But, you know, the tide seems to be turning just ever so slightly due to people like yourself and, and, and the few people that are trying to do it the right way. So I get to NRB and, and I'm talking to, you know, uh, spiritual leaders there and I'm saying, you know, if I can if I can be honest with you for a moment, I said, I feel like we need to redefine as Christians what our version of ministry is. And, and everybody looked at me kind of funny, and I would love your thoughts on this. I said, when, when, when we think of the word ministry now, you think of uh, being a pastor, starting a church, being an evangelist, a missionary, um, you know, uh, orphanages and things like that. But what about like you've said, Elijah, what about the prophets of the worlds today? What about the people whose ministry is to go out there and say, hey, do you not see what is going on? Do you not see the evil that is here? Do you not know how bad we are messing this up? Do you not know that we need to turn back from God? Do you not see this? And I told him, I said, you have so many, you know, Christian conservative influencers or or, or on-air voices, etc., truth tellers, as I like to call us that are going out there and taking the arrows. And we've been out there for so long on our own, just, just taking these arrows. You know, I burned my boats a long time ago for my faith, what I believe, etc. If I lose all this tomorrow, wh- I can't go get a job. <laughs> like, where am I gonna go to work? What, what, what am I gonna do? What's going on, everybody? I want you to stop drinking communist coffee. I want you to switch to America's Coffee BlackRifleCoffee.com. It's very simple. You can spend the rest of your life drinking frou-frou drinks for anti-American communist pieces of garbage, or you can drink America's coffee and support my friends of over 10 years at BlackRifleCoffee.com. Go get America's coffee, fuel up on freedom, BlackRifleCoffee.com right now. When is the church going to start recognizing that Ministry and fighting for uh, souls looks a lot more like people going out and and attacking, either fit, literally or or metaphorically, attacking the evil that's going on versus it only happens behind church doors, and that's the only place that ministry actually takes place. And I'm not saying that I'm anything special. I, I'm really not saying that. There's guys that do it a lot better than me. 
But 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 it becomes like you you said you're fed up. People like me are fed up too. We're like, well, dang man, if you're not going to help us, then we're just going to do it ourselves, <laughs> you know. And we're, and, and we're going to go, you know. And but but we're looking for spiritual guidance to make us better. But people don't want to touch us within the church with a ten foot pole because we're too divisive. I, I know that was really long, but I'd love your thoughts about <laughs> about all of that. So back to Elijah, um, King Ahab says, "You're the troublemaker in Israel." And Mm, honestly, for some people, their ministry is making trouble. And that's what they do. And that's a prophetic ministry. So prophets come out of the woods, not the institution. They're free. They don't, it's hard to cancel them because no one owns them. And within Christianity or within the history of our faith, all the way back to the Jewish people, God has always had prophets from the margins who were a bit eccentric, oftentimes very creative, and also saying things that upset the status quo in the institution. And so today what we're seeing is, I think a lot of those prophetic voices have moved online because they're not welcome in the church. And part of the issue with the Christian church in the West, it is not built for men. It is built for women and children. And I I have a wife, I have five kids, I have a grandson, I have a grandson on the way, I pastor, one of the most remarkable churches with the most incredible people that I love with my whole heart. But at the end of the day, if you get the men, you lose the war. If you lose the men, you lose the war. And and what happens is, I mean, I could tell, you know, for certain guys that are alphas, you walk in, you're like, that's a beta. You know, I'm an Elijah, you're an Elijah. You walk in, you're like, dude's an Ahab. You know, I had a guy come up to me recently. He said, uh, he said, I've been looking for a church for many years. He said, I have one criteria. I was like, what's that? He said, if I walked up and slapped the pastor, would he take it or come at me? Mm. I mean, <clears throat> that's, and, good. Uh, that's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm going to go to your church. I was like, well, do, you don't have to slap me. I promise you, I will come at you. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, just, but, but at the end of the day, what happened was, is during the world wars, you're a soldier during the world wars. Uh, the able-bodied, strongest, best men, the Elijahs and Alphas, they were all deployed largely overseas. Yeah. During that time, there were no young, strong men in church. Church was older men, women, and children. So in the absence, you got older men who were more like grandfathers and therapists. They were encouragers. And then the women took over the church. So now the songs, the mm. decor, the programming, it feels more feminine. And also they're building programs for women and children. Well, then all the men come back from war and they're like, you know, I had a, I had a group of buddies that I fought with. We had a mission. We had an enemy. We had a band of brothers. I come back to church. It doesn't feel quite right. And so ever since that time, the church has been largely built for women and children and men do not go. Mm. And, and, and now what we're seeing is with the absence of good husbands and fathers, we're seeing that the government is replacing fathers. So, you know, my favorite shirt that we have is more fathers, less government. Yeah. And my my thesis is that women feel comfortable in a masculine environment if it's not angry and aggressive. Men do not feel comfortable in a feminine environment. Yeah. It's why my wife will go to a sports bar or a game with me, but I will not go to the nail salon with her. Right. And so most churches, when you walk in, you're like, this ain't for me. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> the dude leading this ain't like me. And so... The question then is, how do we get the men, especially the young men? So like at our church, one of our biggest ministries is men's. It's called Real Men. Yeah, I, have got I love that. Army, yeah. 
of men. I mean, we have to go to two nights. We don't even fit in the building. And now I'm seeing, you know, like 300,000 young men a week tune in. And I'm just doing the dad verbal process download that I've done with my three sons who are now, you know, one's married, one's engaged, one's a senior. And it's a whole generation of guys who are like, okay, on the left, here's what they offer me. Uh, cut your, uh, genitals off, um, bedazzle your life, uh, have mental health, uh, wear a mask, get a jab, sit home, you know, downloading porn, vaping, watching, you know, um, disconnected, isolated, video games, and then just be dependent on your mother into your mid thirties, you know, and, and at the end of the day, if you're a young man, you're like, is there anything else, you yeah. know, is there anything else? And it's like, yeah, there is. That's why the latest report that came out said for the first time since, I think it was 1970 or 1975, the majority of 12th grade boys are conservative. Praise God, because yeah. they're looking at it saying, I don't want to cut my sack off yeah. and, uh, you know, drink Bud Light and spend my days, you know, declaring my victimhood while the government pays my bills. I mean, you want, if you're a man, God put greatness in you, Yeah. you know, and Paul says that men are the glory of God. And when you call that out of a man, especially a young man, you give him his dignity back. He's like, Hey, I, I got something to live for. Yeah. I got a wife. I got a kid. I got a, I got a calling. I got a job. You should want we to accomplish a generation more. of young men to be activated. So yes. you get into the church, you're like, Where's the freaking men? And where are the strong men? And where are the good men? And the men who have been built up to bless women and children. And if you walk in, you're like, good Lord, this looks like the sons of Elton John. Of course you're not gonna stick around. They're good on the keys, but other than that, they're good for nothing. Right.